Hello, my beautiful queen. Welcome back to the book slot. I am your host, Mira Brendan, and yeah, welcome. A daily reminder that you are beautiful, you are powerful, and you have the power to be the energy you want to attract. You define you. So before we get on with this episode, I wanted to like stress that this podcast is more like an extended review of a book. And I'm really, really excited because I have so many exciting segments. I have um, top three quotes, like top three quotes in the book. I have best character moments. And I also have book tweet of the podcast. I'll be picking like three tweets from Twitter. And right now I'm recording in advance that I'm currently still like getting tweets. But for the favorite book quotes, I have them and I can't wait to get in so today's book is the frame print dreamland Polonia's book one by lauren asher this is like one of my favorite books of all time i have a whole page in my journal dedicated to the frame print and i'm so excited which is why i decided to do it first so yeah i'm gonna be telling you how i found the frame print what happened the first few times i read it <laughs> I'm just happy. I don't know why I'm so happy. I'm happy. So if you're familiar with TikTok, BookTok, you would know about the Dirty Air series. I found out that the fine print was going to be released while I was reading the Dirty Air series. I think I was in Collided or Wrecked at the time. And Lauren was constantly posting teasers. And I was like, wow, okay, I'm all for this. Back then, I even made an edit that I posted and Lauren shared. I'll never forget it, even though it's no longer my account anymore. The first time I read the fine print, I was really sick and I just really wanted to read to feel better. So it's safe to say that the first time I read it, I didn't take note of anything I read. I couldn't even remember anything I read because I was really sick. I was burning up so much. My parents thought I was going to die because... During the day, I was burning up, like, really, really, really hot. And at night, my body was, like, ice. <laughs> and I was still trying to look at my screen and read. And <laughs> anything to make me feel better. So, I read it the first time. I didn't really get anything. I read it the second time. I still didn't get anything. And of recently, I read it again. And I think... Yeah, third time's the charm. So, the title of this podcast is Slot for Rowan Kane. Yes, Rowan Kane is the name of the male MC and Zara Gulliam is the name of the female MC. There's like seven years age difference within these two people. I'm <laughs> like, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the tropes are office romance, billionaire, grumpy guys sunshine girl never loved anyone until you trope <laughs> yes so the book kicks off with a burial ceremony yeah rowan is like the third child he has two elder brothers Declan kane callahan kane i hope i pronounced that right yeah callahan kane and he's the third child 
it kicks off with their grandfather's funeral and you know if you've been to funerals the most annoying part of a funeral is someone coming to console you as if that's like <laughs> going to bring their going to bring your loved one back to life the last funeral i went for was my granddad's i think i was eight at the time funny funny enough it just like really relates because people are coming to me and they're like yeah yeah we're sorry we hope you're okay and I never really met my granddad if I did I was like really really little so I don't remember away from that now Rowan is like super grumpy like super grumpy dude his employees are like literally scared of him okay yeah I'm missing something they own a Disney like Disneyland like company called dreamland and the first time I read this I didn't really understand I was I was really confused and then I started seeing edits and I like had a picture of their kind of work the directors the bird and I, I kind of had like a picture away from Rowan now Zara I like I fell in love with Zara the moment I read about her honestly I fell in love she's like this happy bunny she's so happy she's full of energy and love and she is <laughs> she's crazy I just I really love her I love the way she sees things I love the way she reacts to things I love her relationship with like some of her co-workers I really love that and to think she's like working in one of like the lowest parts of dreamland like a hair salon and she makes kids hair she's like just really really generally really really sweet I fell in love with her already I think this should have been called slot for Zara Gullion <laughs> okay Rowan and Zara's first mate crazy stuff there's a meeting and everyone is seated and the meaning starts and Zara walks in the door and Rowan in his head he's like who is she and why is she 20 minutes late <laughs> I said this dude hates tardiness he hates people showing up late to meetings that he's attending he doesn't like that and this is practically the boy falls first and falls hard and he's in denial trouble because he just keeps looking at her her long hair her waist like he just literally just keeps looking at her it's crazy and then like Zara looks around this is told from Rowan's pub she looks around and she spots an empty chair next to him and she walks up to him and she's like hi excuse me and then Rowan being Rowan doesn't say anything he like he's like gripping the armrest of the suit too tight and he's just staring at her <laughs> he doesn't say anything and then she like fumbles around his long legs it's crazy and then my favorite part he notices a lot of things about her like her clothes jeans and a t-shirt he's offended by it he's attracted to it she's a lady he's a guy she fumbles around him and he he ends up staring at her backside he's a guy he's a guy guys do that there's a funny line here she fumbles around my long legs with the gracefulness of a newborn giraffe like why so finally he gives her some space he gets up and that shows her balance and she like grips his lap for balance and well damn that sends huge electricity through his body 
Then she's like, I'm so sorry. She apologizes. And then this other guy, he's like advanced, I think. He's not middle-aged. He's advanced. And he's like, can you sit down? I can barely hear. And she's like, she's bothered. She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And she, she finally sits down and Rowan is satisfied that she's sitting down. And like Rowan is aware of her perfume, her shampoo, her eyes, almond shaped eyes. He notices everything about her and she just keeps brushing him. He falls first. There's no denying it. He's denying it, but we all know, we know he falls first. And she's making noise, a lot of noise. And this other girl just says, come on Zara. And Rowan finally gets her name. Zara and he's like like meditating on it. Zara. Then this other guy calls her out on being late and Rowan is in his mind. He's like, Yeah, there's nothing I love more than people being called on their bullshit. But then Zara's sister, Zara is like, Can I make it up with you to you? Like with some bread? And he's like, Yeah, throwing a couple of cookies and I wouldn't have to complain. And Rowan is like, he's just sitting there like observing this exchange and he's like, Bread? What the actual heck? And then she smiles at this other guy and they have like this secret thing, secret ship going on. And Rowan is intrigued. He says something. He says, beautiful, carefree, innocent. That describes Zara. She is beautiful inside out because beauty is not just about the face. You can also be beautiful. Her mind is beautiful and Rowan notices that. Great stuff. Then he gets irritated and he's like, can you guys just stop it? I'm trying to learn. And then business talk comes in. And somehow Zara knows a lot. And Rowan doesn't. My favorite part. This is where you like get a glimpse of company stuff. They don't treat their employees well. And the funniest part is the people up there, sometimes they don't know. And now Roman finds himself constantly asking Zara questions and she's like answering. And he just keeps talking to her and he's asking himself, why the hell am I doing this? But he's doing it. He's doing it. He is in denial. And then Roman says something annoying and she pinches him. And he's like, touch me again and you'll be fired on the spot. Whoa, what? And at this point she freaks out. She's like, okay, whoa. Which department are you working again? He's like, I didn't. And then he asks her, and she's like, she's a beautician at a saloon. And he's like, yeah, if you're fired, you won't be missed. And then she's like, God, you're such an asshole. Did I say I love Zara? I'm saying it again. I love Zara. Now he raises an eyebrow at her, and she laughs. <laughs> she literally just laughs and then he works away this is like the best first meet i've ever read the banter is crazy and him just observing everything about her like i said crazy i loved it i want to take a moment and welcome you guys to september like where the hell did this year go well welcome i hope everything you're doing this month works out for you now, right after their first meet, Zara goes back to her little corner of Drumland and she has this amazing best friend, Claire. And although Claire doesn't really appear much in the book, I loved 
seen her the few times she appeared and she's like I met the biggest jerk in the world and the biggest jerk in the world is Rowan King now this is where we learn more about Rowan from like Zara's perspective and he's like this ruthless businessman that reduced the minimum wage of German workers really mean and Zara describes this as his reign of terror and she says something that really gets to me she says Roman might look like an angel but the rest of him is piercing like woo and Roman and Zara have their differences but this is where we also find out that Zara was really attracted to Rowan. I mean, who wouldn't? I have this cooked up picture of him in my brain, and if I was Zara, yeah, I'm attracted to him. And she goes on and on in her head, and and she's like, yeah, he's gorgeous, until he opens his mouth and flies just come out. <laughs> and then something crazy happens here. Roman Roman shows up to where Zara was, and he's talking to her boss. That really hates her. <laughs> like, what the actual hell? One thing I really loved about this is where Lauren shows us Zara's relationship with the kids that come to the salon, and it really gets to me because I used to be a children teacher. I taught a lot of kids at some point in my life, and I enjoyed it. I mean, they're innocent, and the thrill the responsibility that you get to protect your innocence for as long as you can because no one was there to protect mine so i think yeah i really connected to zara on this part and yeah and then roman isn't just talking to her boss he's asking about her that is the depth of the boy falls first in this book he's asking about her what does she do how does she work <laughs> Like, dude is literally asking all kinds of questions and it's freaking Zara out. It's really freaking Zara out. I'll be freaked out if someone I just offended came to ask about me. So, especially if that person is your boss. Not good. And then, throwing a little ex-boyfriend drama. Okay. Okay. This is a very touchy subject. This is a very little subject. Your ex-boyfriend hooks up with your best friend. Okay, who is now ex-best friend? And... You have to deal with it and this is actually awful because Zara's boss in the salon is the mom of said best friend that hooked up with Zara's asshole boyfriend. Red flags. Ew. No. And now not only does Zara have a great relationship with the kids, she's also cool with the parents. And that's one basic path when you take care of kids. You need to be cool with your parents. Their parents need to love you and literally everybody just loves Zara because, wow, she is Zara. Dad issues. Dad issues. One thing that I've seen repeatedly in Roman's books. And this isn't, this is different. This isn't dad cheating on mom or dad beating you up. This is dad just hating you because you love doing this particular small thing. Because you're not like your siblings. Because you're different from them. When it comes to things you love doing and you love doing rather small things and that just makes you look weak makes you feel weak and when someone has grown up with that kind of life it affects you words have power and in your moment of weakness those are the words that repeat in your head over and over again i've been there
Now, Rowan is working on something, something you will understand if you've read the book. And is a creator stuff? I think yes, creators. And Zara doesn't want to get in. This stems from what happened with Zara and her ex. Like, you know, when you have a project on and someone just takes your idea and just uses it. And this, it was really, really bad because they both submitted the same idea. So someone couldn't really figure out whose idea was it. And that sucked. And now Zara is nervous. She doesn't, she doesn't want to apply for creators. She's like scared. She feels like she doesn't measure up. And the best part of this, once again, was Claire. She was pushing Zara. You need to have a friend that pushes you out of your comfort zone. She was pushing Zara to try. She was pushing Zara to give it a shot. We all need friends that push us to be our best and not just see us going down and smiling down and watching us go down. Friends that push you. And the best part about this scene is why Claire pushes Zara, Zara pushes Claire too. It's great. Because Zara doesn't want to be the only one going up. She wants Claire to go up too. So they support each other, they love each other, and they push each other out of their comfort zone. I stand Zara Claire. Great friendship. Now this is the blockbuster. This is what brings Roman and Zara together. And Zara is giving this thing a chance. She's writing this project and She's drafting and it's not working out. If you write books, you know that your first draft isn't always fun. No, it's literally a mess. And she's drafting. And you know when you're drafting, you're literally writing everywhere. And she's not just drafting. She's drunk. And this is the part that makes me laugh. She accidentally submitted it and didn't know the next day that she had submitted it. When the alcohol had cleared. Poor Zara. And now... Funny enough, Rowan requests Zara's presence at his office, EDM Sharp, which is crazy because she literally wrote trash and she was expecting to be fired. But guess what? She's not getting fired. In fact, she's ogling Rowan. Like, she says something that gets me. She says, Rowan in a suit is my kind of corporate kryptonite. Kill me now. <laughs> This is a cheeks heating, eyes locking moment between Rowan and Zara. And Rowan is just staring at her. And she's like, is that intense or dislike? And he just keeps frowning and he's attracted to her. And when you're attracted to someone, you notice a lot of things about that person. And she's bouncing her legs and he's like, do you want to use the bathroom? And she's like, no. And he's like, you keep moving your legs. But the best part is that Zara is joining the creators. Wow. Relation Zara. And then she repeats everything he says and he's like, this is annoying. You are annoying. Why are you annoying? And then Zara gets a raise that she takes in shock. And then she has to sign a contract. Of course, it's a company. She has to sign one. And this is the part where we get to meet a very, very intriguing character in this book. And that's Roman's grandfather. He's dead. His name is Brady Kane. And at the beginning of the book, there's some details about him. Like how he left letters for his grandsons. Detailing how they would share the company and stuff and stuff. But this is very intriguing because Roman's granddad and Zara were kind of close. 
which is, which is crazy and this is weird for Rowan because he's like what the hell are you and why the hell were you talking to my grandfather what freaks Rowan out the most is that Zara addresses his granddad with his first name because she's like that's between Brady and me and he's like what the actual hell we also find out that Brady that's Roman's granddad, talked about Roman a lot and talked about him as the dreamer of the grandkids, of all his grandkids, the one that he could connect with, you know, that kind of thing. But then again, Roman is still stone-faced and he just dismisses her, you know? Grumpy guy, sunshine girl, great. Now, moving forward, we find out that the King brothers have an amazing relationship. They bicker, they mess with each other, and it's really, really cute to watch, you know? Well, except for Declan, he's like the stone of the brothers. Like, if you thought Roman was mean, you need to meet Declan. And this is the part where you also get little hints about the next book in the series, and it's just really, really great. And then small things happen, like Roman going through Zara's employee file trying to find out information about her and then he stumbles on the same report that was submitted by both her and her ex-boyfriend and he's still confused he's not able to like find anything and that frustrates him and then we get to meet Zara's family supportive parents and we also get to meet Annie Zara's sister and she is the center of the physical disability awareness in this book and I like, I really, really love that. And then small things happen, like Rowan taking Zara around, showing her around in his own weird way. And just, you notice that he's just enjoying watching the way she sees things, watching the way, watching her first impression of things. And even though he's more grumpy this time around, he shows up at the creator's workplace, office, every day, just to see Zara. Like, he is gone. Like, he's gone for her. It's it's crazy to read. And now, Rowan and Zara have more conversations. He also helps her fix her computer. And these heated glances are, like, exchanged. The tension, the sexual tension is, like, it's, like, really, really there. And, you know, <laughs> and she's like, okay, you're done now. You can leave. And... He leaves, you know? Now, Rowan is showing up to creator meetings, and in this particular meeting, Mom's creators, like, get up and, like, give their presentation. And then it's Zara's turn. And she gives an incredible presentation, but her last slide is an excuse of art. <laughs> and Rowan is like, just, like, take it back. I want to see the last slide. And she's like, no, no, no. There's no need for you to see it. And while we all see this as a grumpy mood, it also affects Zara in a way. You know that feeling of self-doubt that you're not doing this right, that you're going to screw it up? It just keeps clawing down her throat and Rowan appears unbothered, dismisses everybody and goes back to being an asshole. Again, I should have said a-hole, but yeah, a-hole. <laughs> and then he dismisses everybody except for Zara. Who knows what's gonna happen now? Now, they argue. They banter. But something about this scene is how argument just turns into Rowan scolding at her and then Rowan kissing her. 
Rowan kissing her? Oh no. Oh wow. And it's not just any kind of kiss. It's that mind blowing. I don't want to stop. I like this. I'm enjoying this. It's forbidden, but I don't want to stop. He's my boss kind of kiss. And then Rowan pulls away and he's like, shit. And this is against office rules. This is why I love office romance. Because it throws in a little bit of forbidden. And what just happened now is forbidden. And Rowan is like, well, shit. <laughs> and then the part that every reader really loves is when the characters are like just thinking about that kiss. Rehashing it, rehashing it, reimagining it. And it just keeps playing over and over and over and over again. And you can't just get it out of your head and you're in denial you're telling people around you that you don't feel anything this is the part where Claire comes in she's like are you sure you don't feel anything and Sarah's like yeah I don't feel anything but she, she's thinking about it it's my favorite part she's just rehashing it and rehashing it. the same goes for Rowan wherever the hell he is he's just thinking about it thinking about it you can't stop thinking about it but he also feels like he screwed up right she's his employee he's her boss he took advantage of her. I mean, that's how he thinks about it in a way. And he feels like she's like gonna demand money from him because that has been his experience in life. Having money can do good things and bad things to you. And that like fashions his head and he just keeps thinking that she is gonna extort him because he kissed her. But then Zara is not like that. And he knows that. He's just being a weirdo about it. And then cute moment, he comes to meet her again and he notices her freckles. The way they stand out, like, wow. Why does he have to be so cute at the same time be an a-hole? It's not, why? Like, Rowan, why? And then he mocks the drawing. Don't get me wrong, I was reading this and I was imagining it. And yeah, Zara is a terrible artist. I have a little experience in drawing. And the best part about this is that I relate to every character in this book, literally every character. Rowan can't draw. And he can draw so well that that was, do you remember his daddy issues then? That was the small thing he loved to do that his dad saw as rubbish. And he can't draw. And so he looks at her drawing and he just wants to help her. Like, how can someone be an a-hole and sweet at the same time? But then again, he doesn't let her know he's the one helping her, you know. He takes the drawing, and he says he'd be taking it. And she's like, why are you taking it? He's told that he has a friend. He knows someone that's going to fix the drawing. And she like, she's like, she's like excited. And now Rowan returns to his office, and he's trying to draw. He hasn't drawn in a long time, because when someone makes out something you love doing look like crap, you're not going to be doing it. But... Now, Zara in need of an actual drawing makes him want to draw, makes him want to go back to that side of him, to resurrect that side of him that knows how to draw. He like struggles with it. No paper after paper, pencil after pencil, eraser after eraser, sharpener after sharpener, but eventually he gets something down. I think he eventually he, he achieves it. He draws it well, and it seems like a really, really great work of art, you know? And then he returns to her office with said drawing and he gives it to her. And she's like, wait. And he like he's like scared because he does want her to figure out that he's the one that drew it. 
And then she scribbles her number down and tells him to give the person that drew it so that she can so the person can call her or text her and she can thank the person. That's how much of a good person Sarah is. So I'm trying not to make this a reading vlog and I'm feeling miserably. If you've been listening, you know that this is definitely my favorite book. I'm gushing over the smallest things and I should just get right onto it. And this is not supposed to be this long. I can't believe I'm having so much fun talking. <laughs> One of my favorite things about Roman was when he Zara was at work. She skipped dinner. And he like orders everything on the menu because he doesn't know what she likes to eat. I think Rowan is that kind of guy that likes proving himself to someone once he cares about that person. He wants that person to see this is who he really is. You see that when he opens up to Zara. You see that when he fucks Zara. I'm not supposed to say that, but yeah, you really see that. And the smut in this book is just definitely hardcore. It's raw. It's that kind of you can... Feel it inside of you. <laughs> and I really, really loved the way Lauren did the whole description thing. I loved it. I really loved it. Crazy things he does. Crazy things. He eventually confesses that he is Scott and he started drawing the customer. He tells everything about his family, about his late mom, about how things changed for them. He literally crawls on his knees to Miller and like, this is me. This is who I am and I I really really love it and even though right now they really don't know where they stand you can see the love brewing just growing and they're unknowingly watering it it's, it's crazy really everyone's favorite thing about the grumpy sunshine romance is that is when the grumpy guy laughs like Rowan laughing is mild of language for the week I loved it when he laughed. I just smiled. I didn't know I was smiling, but I just kept on smiling because, yeah, I loved it. My favorite part, Zara and Rowan on, on like a date and Zara sees her ex and her ex walks on the Rowan. So Rowan transfers, lands her ex to Shanghai as punishment, as why did you do this to her? As punishment. And I really loved it. I really, really loved it. Because a guy that you like, that you into, standing up for you, to your ex, to your douchebag ex. I love it. Really loved it. And the smooth, like I said, fire. Fire is sin. And Rowan does incredibly romantic things too. He books a trip to New York with her. Like this dude that doesn't leave the office takes Zara out just to watch the way she sees things. And this is the place that he has been. But like I said earlier, I love that Rowan enjoys seeing things from Zara's point of view. It's, it's just super cute. Another thing this book gets into that I really love is mental health awareness. A bad breakup can do something to someone that at some point you just feel really depressed and Zara opening up about it is just really sweet. And I love that a book talks about it. Like this book is literally one of the books that I relate in every way to. Like literally all the characters and mental health awareness, anxiety awareness, depression. I love that this book really, really dealt with it well, explained it well. I really, really loved it.
And then, you know, the usual. Guys being guys. Romance screws up. Some way to the ending. And, yeah. I always expect that in romance books. You're bound to screw up. And he, he screws up. And it's really, really bad for Zara. But one fun thing about watching Rowan screw up is watching him fix it. I said watching. Yeah, I had literally have these pictures cooked up in my head about this book. So yeah, watching him wanting to fix this, watching him doing everything he can to make things right towards the end. It's just really sweet and unique to get the feels when he's telling his brothers that, hey, I love this girl. There's nothing you can do about it. And he makes a difference in his company. He addresses all the issues Zara talked about when he was pretending to be another guy. And literally everything works out. At the end of the story, he's not ambitious anymore. If anything, he's coming down to people's level, addressing all their problems, even the ones he didn't know about. And that makes Zara cry. That makes me cry too. Another highlight is where Zara like tells his dad off. I think I loved that. <laughs> she literally just tells this guy to screw off and that he's the worst person on the freaking planet. And he doesn't say anything. Instead, he goes to Roma's office and he's like, yeah, congratulations. I think this book was really, really great. Super great, really spicy, educating, literally lovely, a great, great read. I will forever recommend the fine print to anybody like anybody and then the favorite part is when both their trust issues are like dealt with they figure it out together not alone anymore and then the title reference you finally get the title reference towards the end of the book and you're like wow so this is why it's called the fine print <laughs> what am i saying <laughs> i love this i really really love this and i'm recommending it to you if you haven't i mean i've literally spoiled the book but yeah sue me it's my favorite book i can talk about it however i want to talk about it and now my favorite segment of this podcast is the top three quotes of the fine print now Two of them were like literally on Lauren's Instagram and somehow they ended up being my favorite when I read the book. And I'm sorry this was so long, but if you listened this far, I want to say a huge thank you. Like, thank you so, so, so much. So the first one goes, Kisses Zara is like reaching heaven after an eternity spent in purgatory. I need a breather. The second one is, he controls my body like he does a boardroom with absolute confidence and a deadly restraint that I find intoxicating. Wow. Go, Lauren. And then the last but not least is, Zara kisses with a wildness I want to match. Like she senses the kind of man I've kept trapped for years and wants to unleash it. Like I said. Go, Lauren. I love you, Lauren. If you listen to this, I love you. Okay, we have come to the end of the podcast. I'm so happy if you listen to this point. I want to say a huge thank you. And I want you to leave a rating if you listen on Spotify. That's literally the only place we're on now, Spotify and Anchor. But if you listen on Spotify, I really want you to rate it. 
it really helped me. Really, you can give you whatever really you want. <laughs> it really helped me. And I would really love you to follow uh, Instagram. And you can also follow my personal Instagram. Details are like down there if you're reading through the details. So thank you so much. I'll see you guys soon. Bye.